I'm so indicted, and I just can't hide it. I'm about to go to jail, and I don't like it. I'm so indicted, and I just can't hide it. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I am so screwed. Yes, you are, Mr. Ex-President. Yes, you are. Says me. I got the feeling that something right. It is and it isn't. I'm so scared in case I fall off my chair. And I'm wondering how I'll get down the stairs. Clowns to the left of me. Jokers to the right. Here I am. Stuck in the middle with you. I am... From Pacifica Radio in Los Angeles, this is the Bradcast. That's heard on KPFK, 90.7 FM in L.A., 98.7 in Santa Barbara, 93.7 in San Diego, 99.5 FM in Ridgecrest and China Lake. Also in California, in Red Bluff and Redding on KFOI, Round Mountains, KKRN. In Oregon on the Central Coast on KYAQ, Cottage Grove's Queso, Eugene's KEPW. Lanchester, Pennsylvania's W News, Maui, Hawaii's KAKU. In Columbus, Ohio on WGRN, Palinville, New York's WLPP, Rochester, New York's WRFZ. Down in New Orleans on WHIV, out in Gallup, New Mexico on KNIZ, Concord, New Hampshire's WNHN, Fayetteville, Arkansas's KPSQ. In Seattle on KODX, Janesville, Wisconsin's WADR, and Minneapolis, St. Paul's AM950, KTNF. We are also streaming coast-to-coast and around the globe every day on the Internet. on the Progressive Voices Channel, Netroots Radio, Radio for Humans, NicoleSandler.com, Radio Free Brooklyn, Workforce Rising, No Lies Radio, Verdant Square Radio, and Detour Talk, Blanketing Planet Earth. I'm Brad Friedman. Your friendly investigative blogger, journalist, troublemaker, muckraker, and all-around swell fellow says me from bradblog.com. Thank you all very much for joining us today on uh, Indict Miss Eve, as <laughs> no one is calling it. Well, you just other than did, me. Hi. so I guess there we go. There you go. Hi, Desi Doyen. How are you? I'm good. Uh, listen, I'm going to want to hear from you all today about Donald Trump's indictment and his at least scheduled plan to surrender to New York law enforcement and Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg on Tuesday afternoon. The disgraced former president arrived from uh, Mar-a-Lago to New York's Trump Tower within the past hour or so. He made no statement. How unlike him. He left his limo. He immediately scurried into Trump Tower and he is not expected, at least as of now, to be again seen until he leaves Trump Tower on Tuesday to head down to the courthouse downtown in Manhattan to be arrested and arraigned before acting Supreme Court Justice Juan Mershon, who Trump has already attacked on social media because he's always thinking. Uh, We'll have uh, plenty of time to hear from experts on all of this, on on what is about to begin for this former president and all of the charges that he will be facing, not just the 30 or more reportedly uh, that he'll be facing in New York on Tuesday. Those are still sealed. We don't know what they are or how many there are, but also on all of the other investigations likely to result in charges as well. So I'd love to hear from you today on all of this, whatever you may be feeling 
about this case, about Donald Trump, about any of the other cases he may be facing, our number is and will be 818-985-5735, 818-985-KPFK. If you are in our Southern California listening area or listening uh, via the uh, World Wide Webs uh, at uh, kpfk.org, if you want to ring in with your thoughts on this historic first ever, and I will argue long overdue indictment of an ex-president, please give us a shout. But uh, allow me to begin here, because all of this is related, at least as I see it. In a no uncertain terms defeat for Fox so-called news, the 130-page order handed down on Friday by Delaware Superior Court Judge Eric M. Davis found as a matter of law that the so-called news network during its post-election coverage of the 2020 presidential election published four categories of false statements about Dominion voting systems. No evidence was presented uh, by the Republican propaganda outlet to counter those material facts, as the judge found. And as Bradblog's legal analyst Ernie Canning wrote about over the weekend at Bradblog.com, the court also found as a matter of law that Fox's statements amounted to defamation per se, a finding that establishes that damages are to be presumed in the voting machine company's $1.6 billion lawsuit and its upcoming trial against Fox. All of Fox's motion, uh, motions for summary judgment uh, to dismiss the case, they were all denied by the court. All but one of Dominion Voting Systems' motion for summary judgment on liability were in fact granted. The court's findings establish as fact all but one element of Dominion's defamation action against Fox News, but uh, Fox cannot be held liable for defamation unless, in accordance with the U.S. Supreme Court's landmark First Amendment ruling in New York Times v. Sullivan, the false claims were made with actual malice. In other words, with knowledge that the statements were false or with reckless disregard of whether the statements were false or not. In other words, Fox cannot argue that they did not lie. In fact, they did. That has been established. The only thing that will be left to, uh, uh, to be determined by the jury when this trial begins in mid-April, just a couple of weeks from today, uh, is whether they lied with malice or not. Fox continues to deny any wrongdoing. They claim First Amendment protections to report, quote, newsworthy allegations. And they are vowing to, quote, continue to fiercely advocate for the rights of free speech and a free press. They say, as we move into the next phase of the proceedings at trial, currently scheduled to commence April 12, a jury will have to determine whether Fox News Network's defamatory publications were made with actual malice. If so, the jury will then decide the amounts of compensatory and punitive damages against the fake news outlet. One question that jurors will not need to weigh, according to the judge, was whether Fox's claims about Dominion were true or false. Quote, the evidence developed in this civil proceeding demonstrates that it is crystal clear now, the entire sentence in this 130-page uh, uh, order by the judge, this entire sentence was italicized by the judge, and the word CRYSTAL was written in all caps. 
The evidence developed in the civil proceeding demonstrates that it is crystal clear that none of the statements relating to Dominion about the 2020 election are true. Can I just point out yeah. how unusual it is to have a judge write and something, anything <laughs> in an opinion that is in all caps, crystal clear. Yeah. Unless there is an out-of-court settlement, by the way, that's always possible. Davis's ruling means that they're only going to have to decide on whether Fox defamed Dominion by repeating uh, re- by repeatedly promoting false claims about the voting technology company that uh, they claimed had rigged the 2020 presidential election, flipped millions of votes from Donald Trump to Joe Biden. All of that has been determined to be stuff and nonsense. Judge Davis ruled that the Fo- that uh, Fox cannot invoke the so-called neutral reporting privilege, which protects journalists who neutrally pass along newsworthy allegations in an unbiased fashion. You know, for example, as we did on this program during the very same period when we passed on exactly what these allegations were and we clearly explained them to the audience and the fact that they were known to be either false at the time or that there was zero existing evidence to back them up. Apparently, Fox News was not able to do that. I guess they don't have the resources that we do here at Brad Blog World News Headquarters. In any event, uh, the uh, quote, the evidence does not support that Fox News conducted good faith, disinterested reporting, Judge Davis wrote. Fox's failure to reveal extensive contradicting uh, contradicting evidence from the public sphere and Dominion itself indicates that its reporting was not disinterested because, of course, it was not because Fox is not a news outlet. It never has been. It is a Republican Party propaganda organ, period, end of sentence. You might like what they have to say, but it is not news. It is not a news outlet. It is an activist propaganda outlet. And you need to understand that because this is not about, frankly, this is not about bashing news, Fox News. This is about telling the truth about one of the most dangerous institutions in this nation. And frankly, the world, it is that dangerous. And you need to know the truth about it, whether you're a Republican, whether you're a Democrat, whether you're none of the above. Fox News is not news. And I know that's, you know, in and of itself not news. But I don't think people fully understand that. And it's important because it comes into play with what we're dealing with right now with Donald Trump. I'll get to in a minute. The uh, judge uh, also blocked Fox from using the, quote, fair reporting privilege with the uh, jury in the upcoming trial. That legal doctrine protects journalists who report on what is being said at official proceedings like congressional hearings or on allegations that are being levied in court filings like in a civil lawsuit. According to the judge, quote, most of the contested statements were made before any lawsuit had been filed in court. So they can't simply claim, oh, we were just reporting on what these uh, allegations were in a court of law. Judge Davis wrote that uh, out of uh, the nearly 20 broadcasts on Fox Networks that Dominion claimed damaged their reputation, quote, only one broadcast at issue even mentioned Trump attorney Sidney Powell's eventual filed and failed lawsuits. 
They were not simply reporting the claims. They were making the claims on Fox. And because none of the claims that they were making had evidence to support them, they were simply making them up. In short, they were lying to you. They were lying to viewers because that's what Fox does for a living. Judge Davis additionally wrote in his ruling that even if the statements were opinion, which he found that they were not, Fox News would not be protected under the Constitution given that they appeared to, quote, charge Dominion with the serious crime of election fraud. Accusations of criminal activity, he wrote, even in the form of opinion, are not constitutionally protected. Dominion spokesperson, of course, was very happy about this ruling on Friday, saying we are gratified by the court's thorough rulings, ruling soundly rejecting all of Fox's all of Fox's arguments and defenses and finding as a matter of law that their statements about Dominion are false. We look forward to going to trial. They, of course, uh, based this ruling on incriminating texts and emails uh, from Fox executives and hosts and uh, producers, all of whom clearly did not believe the claims that the network was peddling about Dominion. As CNN observes, these revelations drove a dagger through the idea that Fox News is anything but a partisan GOP operation focused on ratings, not on journalism. The uh, case, they write, CNN does, has elicited a mountain of evidence exposing Fox as a right-wing profit machine, lacking the most basic journalistic ethics and willing to promote unhinged election conspiracies to preserve its lucrative business. Fox Corp chair Rupert Murdoch conceded in his own sworn deposition in the case that several of his own top hosts endorsed election lies on the air that he knew to be false. And in multiple instances, the evidence from internal text messages from the company and emails from the company in those uh, internal messages, Fox executives and hosts even cracked down on folks who were at the network who were trying to fact check those lies. They knew. They knew that everything they were claiming was a lie. They knew there was no evidence for it. They made the claims anyway because they were terrified of losing their long brainwashed right wing viewers to even farther right outlets like Newsmax and like OAN. That was not a coincidence. That was not bad luck for Fox. It didn't happen just once or twice. It happened repeatedly over months and by virtually everyone involved with the network, from the executives to the producers to its on-air stars. It was not an accident. This was and is Fox's business model. And it has been for years. And you really need to understand that now, instead of uh, defaming a public official like a president or a group of people in general, like Democrats or immigrants or gay people, they defamed a commercial entity with an easily identifiable commercial interest in protecting their company's bottom line. So now, for the first time, Fox is being held to account for it, being held to account for the exact type of lies that they have been telling for decades. 
But the key takeaway here, and there's, there is a reason that today I'm taking time on this, the key takeaway for anyone who watches Fox and believes anything they say has any relation to actual truth and news, the message I have for you is that you have been duped. Fox does not report news. They're a right-wing activist propaganda outlet. They lie at will to further their political interests, period, end of story. And you may feel you don't like CNN. You may feel you don't like an MSNBC. You may feel you don't like Pacifica Radio. Oh, they're all too liberal for me. Nobody that I know of at CNN, that I know of at MSNBC, that I know of at Pacifica Radio is purposely lying to you. We may get things wrong from time to time, but we are not purposely lying to you. That is not our business model. That is the business model of Fox News. Uh, anyway, more no doubt on all of that in the weeks ahead when the case goes to trial in mid-April, uh, presuming Fox does not strike a settlement with Dominion, which they damn well should if they know what's good for them. On this program several weeks ago, I interviewed Angelo Carasone, the president of the uh, media watchdog Media Matters for America, um, he notes that, you know, with uh, yet another defamation suit, there's another one after the Dominion, another one from a company named Sequoia for $2.7 billion. That's another voting machine company. That one, that suit's waiting in the wings after this one, along with a plethora of shareholder lawsuits and other financial problems that may follow. Carasone told me that Rupert Murdoch's control of the company could ultimately be in jeopardy following this suit. So, yeah, if I'm Fox... I'd sure like to settle this as soon as possible without it going to court. But we will see. The central point for today is that if you ever believed what Fox told you <clears throat> to be based on actual facts and news versus propaganda and right-wing activism, well, you've been played. Fox lies like this about everything. They always have, and they are doing it again today on the issue of Donald Trump's first of probably many criminal indictments. If you've been watching Fox News since the news of the uh, criminal grand jury's approval of indictments of Donald Trump in New York last week when those were confirmed on Thursday, you should know that what you have been watching on Fox is its hosts and its guests once again lying to you about those indictments ever since. I mean, you wonder how a DA who's decriminalized violent crime effectively could decide that a bookkeeping error is a felony. So either it's a consensual sexual encounter or it's a shakedown. This ushers in what will probably be a very dark era of political persecution and prosecution, the type that we normally associate with the Soviet Union or with banana republics. I mean, we're in a police state. I'm not even arguing this. This uh, indictment is political. It's a raw political prosecution. President Donald Trump is being persecuted, not just prosecuted, but persecuted. This outrageous action by the Soros prosecutor in Manhattan. Their DAs are out of control. Alvin Bragg should be disbarred. The DA in Atlanta, she should be disbarred. The guy that's running the investigation in Washington, D.C., Jack the Ripper Smith, 
his ass to be dragged in front of a committee of Congress, whether he likes it or not. The fact is, Democrats are doing what we've watched tin pot dictatorships and banana republics do throughout history. Because this is too great an assault on our system, much greater than anything we saw on January 6th, that's for sure. So all of that from Fox News and their hosts and their guests, all of that is lies. It's not news. It is not even opinion. It is based on claims about a lawsuit that none of those people ranting and raving about it have even seen. Just as the judge found that the Fox News did in the Dominion case before any of the actual failed lawsuits were brought and subsequently dismissed. I suppose what's going on in New York now could be uh, political persecution, as they like to claim on Fox of of Donald Trump. Um, Perhaps there may be nothing to the charges being brought by Alvin Bragg after they were approved by a grand jury after months of actual evidence and testimony from firsthand witnesses to the alleged crimes in question, whatever they may be. And I don't know what they are either, by the way. Perhaps there's nothing to them. But the fact is, when those Fox News hosts and guests are telling you that this is political persecution, that there is nothing to these charges, they're simply making it up. They have to be because they have zero idea. None. They have no idea. Uh, None of them have read any of the indictments or the evidence when making those claims because none of those indictments or evidence has been made available before they made those claims about them. The case was then and remains today under seal in New York. So this lie uh, extends beyond Fox. It extends, of course, to the rest of the Republican Party, even to guys like Jeb Bush. Remember him? Jeb with an exclamation mark. Our friend, please clap, Jeb. That's him. That's the guy uh, whose career was all but destroyed by Donald Trump. Well, Jeb tweeted over the weekend, quote, Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg's predecessor didn't take up this case. The Justice Department didn't take up the case. Bragg first said he would not take up the case. This is very political, not a matter of justice. In this case, let the jury be the voters. Actually, Jeb, let's let the jury be the jurors. And you don't have to lie to either the jurors or the voters, Jeb. Almost everything that he said in that tweet was also a lie. The Justice Department, in fact, did take up this case. Not only did they take up this case, it was Trump's own corrupted Department of Justice that did so. And in fact, they did not only take it up, they actually prosecuted it. They jailed a man who who pleaded guilty that Trump directed the conspiracy himself for the benefit of himself when he paid off a porn star $130,000 just before the 2016 election to help him become president. Then Trump's own hand-picked attorney general, after those charges were brought, after that prosecution was done, after Michael Cohen, Donald Trump's old attorney, was sent to jail for them, After that, Trump's own hand-picked attorney general, the third one after he'd fired the other two, Bill Barr, ordered that the probe be closed by the U.S. Attorney's Office in the Southern District of New York, where the case had been prosecuted. 
all of that, according to Trump's own handpicked U.S. attorney in New York, in the Southern District of New York, a guy by the name of Jeffrey Berman, who wrote an entire book about this Jeb. In New York City, meanwhile, Alvin Bragg never said he would not take up this case. I mean, seriously, what is wrong with you, Jeb? Do you like your party being captured by this criminal Donald Trump, this guy who ended your political career? Or maybe you just hate the idea of a former president being held accountable for his crimes. If that's your concern, Jeb Bush, well, given the crimes that your own brother carried out while in office as president, not to mention your late father, well, your manufactured outrage here and your false claims about this first ever case of criminal accountability for a former president, well, that might begin to make a little bit more sense. It's selfish, it's dangerous, it's anti-American sense, but it's sense nonetheless, I guess, once a Bush, always a Bush, even on the 20th anniversary of your brother George, George W. Bush's invasion of Iraq, which was based on lies, knowing lies at the time, and subsequent war crimes for which your brother, George W. Bush, has never been held to account. And yes, that then paved the way for the next Republican criminal president by the name of Donald J. Trump, who might finally face accountability. Again, I'll be opening up the phones shortly on all of this if you would like to ring in in the hours before Donald Trump is supposedly set to turn himself in to surrender to law enforcement on Tuesday afternoon in lower Manhattan, where he will, at the very least, be fingerprinted Unclear whether he'll be mugshotted, unclear whether he'll be handcuffed. He'll then be arraigned in court, uh, overseen by acting Supreme Court Justice Juan Mershon. But if you're in your uh, in our live listening area in Southern California, uh, or if you're listening live on the web uh, via kpfk.org, I'd love to hear from you about all of this. Any thoughts you have uh, about Trump being indicted, about my comments about Fox? Um, especially if you think I'm wrong about any of it. I'm always happy to hear from you. Our number is 818-985-5735. I hope to get to those calls momentarily. Uh, you're, as I say, welcome to disagree with anything I have to say. 818-985-KPFK. Though if you do want to disagree, please be prepared to tell me why. Why you think I am wrong. But as we go to air today, uh, there is much more that we don't know about this first ever criminal indictment of a former U.S. president. Much more that we don't know than that we do know. Nonetheless, there is stuff that we do know. For example, we know how Americans feel, at least in this moment, before they know what is actually in the indictments. We have a sense of how they are feeling about it. Reportedly, there are more than 30 indictments, but we just won't know about any of them until they're released, hopefully on Tuesday. Nonetheless, a new Yahoo News, uh, Yahoo News YouGov poll, one of the first conducted after Trump was indicted on Thursday for, in theory, uh, his role in paying hush money to a porn star and then paying to cover up those payments while he served in the Oval Office. 
Uh, this new uh, Yahoo News YouGov poll shows Trump surging to his largest ever lead over Florida Governor Ron DeSantis in his uh, his likely uh, 2024 GOP primary challenger as Republican voters rally around the former president. In the uh, previous Yahoo News YouGov survey conducted less than two weeks ago, Trump led DeSantis by eight percentage points in a head-to-head matchup. Um among voters who are Republicans or Republican-leaning independents. But the new post-indictment poll suddenly finds Trump lapping DeSantis by 26 points, 57 to 31 percent in a one, uh, one-on-one contest. But even uh, with 10 candidates in the field uh, who are some declared some potential, Donald Trump still gets a majority of support. 52 percent. That's up from 44 previously. So, um, you know, even though some uh, pro-Trump respondents may have been especially eager to register their opposition to the indictment by expressing support for Trump, it is far from clear that Trump's legal woes will actually help him to regain the Oval Office in 2024. This is a poll, uh, the numbers I just gave you, of the Republicans who are looking at the uh, the primary when it comes to uh, how America feels and how all of this may affect things in the general election. Well, 60 percent of Americans, 60 percent, according to a new poll out today from CNN. Well, it echoes some of the Yahoo YouGov polling, but 60 percent of Americans approve of the indictment of former President Donald Trump. That following the news uh, that the New York grand jury voted to charge him in connection, we think, with hush money payments to adult film actress Stormy Daniels. Perhaps most tellingly in this poll, independents largely line up in support of the indictment. 62 percent approve of it, just 38 percent disapprove. And across all major demographics, women, men, uh, black adults, Hispanic adults, white adults, Uh, All age groups, all education levels, when you break it down in every single one of those uh, groups, every one of those demographics, they all approve of the indictment of Donald Trump with majority support. So, you know, you hear it time and again on Fox that this is a, quote, politically motivated prosecution, a persecution of by a Democratic district attorney. But then you also hear, well, this is only going to help Donald Trump. Well, which one is it? If it was politically motivated to hurt Donald Trump, but it's going to help Donald Trump. I mean, if that's politically motivated, it would seem to be politically motivated in favor of Republicans. Both of those things cannot be true, can they? 818-985-KPFK. Also, if the notion is that Bragg uh, should not bring charges because it would affect the 2024 presidential election somehow, because it's, you know, electoral interference, as the Republicans and Fox News like to uh, call it now, well... If he ignored the rule of law because of that, well, that would be political, wouldn't it? That would be politically motivated. Again, pick a side, folks. Get your stories straight, Fox News, Jeb Bush, and all the rest. And finally, before we get to uh, a break and hopefully your calls on this, you know, Donald Trump and the Republican Party have been claiming falsely, but claiming for years, that they are concerned about the forgotten man. 
they're fighting for the working man and the, the rule of law, which has favored the, the, you know, the, the rich and powerful and the elite. Well, you know who the forgotten men actually are? They are the rich and the powerful elite. In fact, they're the most powerful and the most elite, the presidents of the United States, from at least Nixon through Reagan, through both Bushes, through Trump, uh, the law has forgotten them. The law has allowed them to get off the hook on everything. That the law has let these people get away with all sorts of crimes under the false premise that a sitting president cannot be indicted. That's nowhere in the Constitution. It's nowhere in the statutes. It's a, it's a rule that was, by the way, created by Richard Nixon's Department of Justice. And it's been uh, followed, that rule, by every administration since. It's nonsense. But worse, apparently, it's extended uh, not just to sitting presidents, but also to ex-presidents as well. At least until now. They and their crimes are the ones that have been forgotten and forgiven by the law. And finally, finally, one of them is being held accountable, even if you think that paying off a porn star to keep quiet about a sexual affair right before an election to help him win that election is somehow no big deal. I disagree. But more importantly, the fact that we have broken the seal on uh, presidents being held accountable is monumentally important, in my opinion. So it is no surprise that folks like Jeb Bush would want to put the kibosh on that, even if it means getting into bed with a man who hates him and has ruined his career. If you'd like to add Democrats, by the way, to my list of criminal presidents you know, that I rattled off before, Reagan, Bush... Trump, etc. You want to add Clinton, Obama, Biden? Fine, I'll leave that to you. I'm not sure I find any crimes of note that they committed beyond impeachable offenses. I find some of those, uh, but I don't necessarily find criminal ones. But you, you might feel free to let me know if you if you want. 818-985-5735, 818-985-KPFK. I believe in accountability. Do you? I believe I care about accountability, not about partisanship here. So we finally end, finally end a spiral uh, of criminality in our White House, in our White Houses. I also care about telling the truth to the American people who have been lied to for far too long when it comes to criminal presidents. 818-985-KPFK. Will this indictment and the ones likely to follow hurt or help Donald Trump, as Trump and his supporters like to claim? If so, what are they so mad about? What's your opinion on all of it? 818-985-KPFK. Your calls and more straight ahead. I'm Brad Friedman. You are listening to The Bradcast. Hey, this is Brad. If you haven't noticed by now, it's no easy feat finding facts, real facts, not alternative facts, over your public airwaves. We try to bring you real facts, truth, and clarity without fear or favor each and every day on the Bradcast. But we need your help to do it. If you enjoy the show and or get something from it, please give back a bit, if you can, by visiting us at bradblog.com donate. Your support helps Desi and me continue to bring you real, independent, progressive news five days a week over your public airwaves. We simply can't do it without your help, and that help is needed more now than ever. Please stop by bradblog.com donate today 
to make a one-time donation or, even better, automated monthly support. It'll take you about 60 seconds, and you can rest easy knowing that we'll be here every day making sense of it all, or at least trying to. That's bradblog.com slash donate, and thanks. One of the refrains that we've heard from Republican defenders of Trump is that if they could do it to Trump, they could do it to you. And I wanted to get your reaction to that defense. I think this is the ultimate trickology. I think when you think about, when you hear things like that, it almost makes you believe that we're living in the same reality. And the truth of the matter is that we are not living in the same reality. For someone to say that if they could do it to Trump, they could do it to anyone. They do it to black and brown people all the time. The fact that black and brown people are in prison, have been there for crimes that they haven't committed like myself, is a tragedy of justice. It's a travesty of justice, rather. And the truth of the matter is that we need the legal system to work. And I'm excited to see what will happen on Tuesday. This is a really, really important time in our lives, and we get the opportunity to witness it. If Donald Trump was watching this, what would you say to him? Karma. This is karma's gonna get you. Welcome back to the Bradcast. Brad Friedman from bradblog.com. I'm not sure if it's instant karma, but it may be karma nonetheless. That was Yusef Salam, the, uh, one of the Central Park Five who was wrongly accused of a horrific uh, rape and murder in Central Park. Uh, he didn't do it. They were eventually, after many, many years in prison, they were eventually released, fully exonerated, but not before Donald Trump took out a full-page ad in New York City in the newspapers calling for the death penalty to be reinstated and for the Central Park Five to be killed, all of them, despite their innocence. That was Youssef Salam saying that this, one of those Central Park Five saying that this was karma. By the way, even uh, Donald Trump was given the opportunity to uh, take that back, to apologize for it. He never did, even though they have been, uh, all five of them have been exonerated. Yes, he is holding on to being wrong for as long as possible. 818-985-KPFK. Let me go to uh, John in Santa Monica. Hey, John, welcome to the broadcast, sir. Fantastic, man. I love it. You've got a good controversial show. And here's my take on this. I think that being Easter week, Trump should ride in on a donkey, you know, uh, as per uh, the Lord who did that. And then he should immediately go over to the Chinese consulate and demand political asylum. And then he, he could do his, you know, his response that everybody wants him to do from China. And here's what his response is. Okay, I quit. You win. I took a billion-dollar cash deal from the Chinese, just like Joe Biden and the criminals that are running our Congress and our Senate, <laughs> these Republicans and Democrats. Uh, you know what? Good, good uh, luck, America. Okay. Don't John, deserve freedom. John, I, John I, I, hey, buddy, I was, I was with you until you felt it necessary to make stuff up about Joe Biden taking a billion dollars from China. Oh, you got any evidence for that, John? Hunter Biden's laptop? Yeah. You yeah. don't think Hunter Biden's laptop yeah, okay. got evidence of... Payoffs? Apparently not, because the Department of Justice had it. They didn't find any uh, evidence of that. So there you go, John. But you you can't come on this show and make stuff up. I'm sorry, brother. You can disagree with me, but you can't make stuff up. See you later, John. Bye. 
You know, Yen, you don't even have to try to out-yell me. If you have an opinion with which I disagree, you're welcome to share it. You're just not welcome to make things up. Sorry, guys. 818-985-KPFK. Let's go to Pam in San Bernardino. Hey, Pam, welcome to the broadcast. What's on your mind? Hi, Brad. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, apologies to that person who was so rude to you. That's all right. First with Fox Not News. Um, mm-hmm. If memory serves me correctly, the former president of Australia had filed charges against them, saying that they were the most dangerous individuals in Australia and around the world. So that speaks volumes. Again, uh, f- that they filed charges against Fox News in Australia? Is that what you're saying? They, he said that they should. Oh, that they should file. Uh, okay, gotcha. I don't know if they had followed through with it, mm-hmm. Prime Minister. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean they've done. Uh, Fox has done. Rupert Murdoch specifically has done a lot of damage both here in the U.S. and specifically in Australia. It's why uh, you know the both U.S. and Australia have sort of bounced back and forth between climate change uh, deniers in power and people who realize that, you know, we need to do something about it. But yeah, Australia Australia has been terrible. And it's because, yes, of Fox News. I don't think people understand how critically dangerous uh, that institution is and how they have just brain poisoned not just our nation, but uh, as you know, Australia as well. Right. Thank so, you. And yeah. on the um, indictment. Mm-hmm. As you know, um, none of us knows what's in there. It's like years ago when one was pregnant and they didn't know what mm-hmm. sex they had until the child was born. Mm-hmm. So people speculate about everything. But the law is the law. Yep. And if people would remember, Michael Cohen was charged, convicted, spent three years in jail on this same issue. Yep. And please tell me why it was okay for that to happen to him, but Trump, on whose behalf he did it, yep. shouldn't be held accountable. You're absolutely right. I believe he absolutely should be held accountable. I think he should have been held by, accountable, by the way, at the federal level. Whether uh, how he will be held accountable for it at the state level, we don't know. The charges may or may not add up because, as you know, we just don't know. But, yeah, I mean, for, for folks who have been lied to for so many years who do not realize that Trump's own Department of Justice through Trump's own attorney in jail and then Trump's own attorney general ordered them to stop the prosecutions. And now they're out there saying, well, the, the federal prosecutors decided to not bring charges. No, they did not decide. They were ordered to not bring charges. Thank you for having your facts correct, Pam. It is greatly appreciated. And thanks for you. Thanks to you and Desi for what you do, bringing sanity to the craziness. Thanks very much. Thank, thank you, Pam. Uh, apparently, we didn't uh, succeed in bringing it to our friend John and his donkey riding uh, billionaire Chinese nonsense. But you know, you can't uh, you can't win them all, I guess. Let me go to uh, Mike in L.A. Hey, Mike, welcome to the broadcast, sir. Hey, Brad. Foxaganda is just a big silly goose. <laughs> now, yeah. Did you call it Fox? We... Did you call it Foxaganda? Yes, because okay. I should never associate the N-E-W-S word with Fox. Okay. They are All right. opposite elements. Fair enough, yeah. But in any event, we have some problems coming up because 
first, there is going to be a conviction of Mr. Trump and all of his unquestioning and very uh, dubious worshippers will be lacking a living person to go prostrate themselves before. Mm. And at the same time, there's another problem in the Los Angeles Times today about Los Angeles County's sewage sludge polluting southern San Joaquin Valley outside the House Speaker's uh, district. Mm. And General Trump has expressed uh, an interest in being on Mount Rushmore before, so I suggest that we take all this sewage sludge, combine it with a thick city like Porter, Portland cement mm-hmm. and make a big uh, sculpture of Trump and call it Mount Credmore. All his devotees could come out there into the field and worship it. And uh, Mr. Trump's desires will have been fulfilled in a slightly altered fashion. Mount Crudmore. Okay. Yes. Thank you very much, Mike. I do have to uh, correct you on one point. However, you said that he's going to be convicted. Uh, we, we don't know that he's going to be convicted on any of this, do we? I think I like the odds. Okay. There's so many Yeah. Well, and even if he's not convicted on this, maybe there'll be the three or four other uh, indictments that he ends up facing yeah, in completely other documents. cases. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that secret document, that stolen documents is a very serious, very disturbing uh, situation. And I think that he's going to be a lot uh, in a lot of trouble for that. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate the call, bro- brother. Uh, stay safe. This uh, indictment's Eve. Let's go. 818-985 is our phone number. 818-985-KPFK. If you'd like to ring in on any or all of this, let me go to uh, Dia. Is it Dia or Dia in Hollywood? Dia. Dia. Hey, Dia. Welcome to the broadcast. What's on What's on your mind? Thank you so much. I have a concern that it's like the Trump gang, and he and his... Uh, followers in and out of the government are really pulling down democracy and they're affecting all of us in our lives every day and every week and every month and everything and 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 they uh, they seem to support violence and everything else mm-hmm. but they're more like a cult but a violent cult mm-hmm. and uh, i'm concerned about georgia more than new york because new york is a strong <laughs> new york is new york you know but um, Georgia, where he, he actually, literally, we heard him, tried to overturn the election, tried to illegally. Everyone's been moving in this slow, slow pace with all of this when we've all seen it, we've all heard it, we know it, we're aware. And, but I feel that there's, there has to be some fear, especially if you're in the South, like in Georgia, and where Republicans are involved, but they seem to be, you know, his followers. Mm-hmm. Want to threaten people's lives, and and what he did, I'll never get it off of my out of my ears and everything. Those poor uh, black women and those women who just were working the polls, just like my dad did for so many years, and they're just mm-hmm. decent and good people working. And for someone like that to call you out and have people threatening you and trying to ruin your life. All, all these things, he should really be held accountable, but not just him. And the ones in our uh, government in Washington and whatever who went along, who want to support overturning a legal election, why are they there? And why is it moving along at this snail's pace to protect these people? Uh, I'm sorry, but we have got to change this whole money uh, 
money equal power uh, dynamic in America. It's it's gone way too far. A lot of a lot of excellent thoughts there, uh, Dia, and and thank you for mentioning what the president of the United States did to Ruby Freeman and uh, Shea Moss, these uh, women in uh, in Fulton County, Georgia. Uh, African-American women who were serving their country, serving, uh, you know, by uh, working as poll workers and in impossible job, impossible hours, actually going out by name. The president of the United States, could you imagine coming out and naming you like that, putting a target on you like that over and over and over again, knowing, knowing damn well they did not break anything any laws. They did nothing wrong. And the evidence is right there on videotape. And yet they put these poor women through a living hell to the point where Shea Moss is not even uh, she she doesn't want to go anywhere with, you know, with with her mother anymore because she's afraid she will be uh, the two of them will be identified and that she will be harmed and hurt. I mean, it is just appalling. And yes, there needs to be accountability for that stuff. Yes, definitely. Uh, I'm just flabbergasted with the whole thing. And, and there, there's too many Americans right now that seem to be living in um, some kind of world of of their own invention. Mm-hmm. And, and something has to be done about it. And we have got to demand correct education in our schools. I, I think that it can't be each little state and each little county and each little community saying, this is how we teach. This is what we're going to teach. This is what we do. Because they are underserving the American people and they are teaching lies and they are twisting American citizens. Yeah. And that has got to change. Thank you so much. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate uh, all of your thoughts here, Dia. And you know, I, I you had complained about how long this is taking, how long this has taken. Um, it's good that it has taken long. This it has not taken. I, I will say it has not taken particularly long. Uh, I've got another story. I probably won't be able to get to it here now, but uh, a story of a guy back in 2016 a Republican operative uh, propagandist from Florida who put out, uh, you know, had a big social media following and put out lies that, oh, if you text to this number, you text the word Hillary to this number, you can avoid the lines and you can cast your vote via text message. And uh, thousands of people believed him. Uh, It was all stuff and nonsense. It was complete lies. But uh, This was the 2016 election. He was not arrested until January of 2021, and he was just found guilty last week. Uh, He could face up to 10 years in prison at this point, but it was a very simple case compared to everything that Donald Trump has done. And yet it took, you know, six years before he was uh, arrested and another year and a half or so before he was charged. That's our justice system. It takes a while. I think that's a good thing because I think we need to be able to get it right. Uh, especially when it's something like, uh, you know, charging a, a former president. You want to make sure you get it right. And if it takes years, so be it. If it took five years to arrest this other guy for this one little thing, well, I, I don't think it's taking quite as long as it may feel like it's taking, Dia, if that makes sense. <laughs> yes, okay. Well, you know, um, I'm sorry. There's 
so many things swirling around my brain, but it's been bothering me for quite a while what's going on in this country. Mm-hmm. And, it does, and I'm concerned because we have too many people who are voting in the wrong people into office. And they, they are not representing the American people. They're not handling things that need to be taken care of. And what, what's that crazy woman they keep showing on television that... Is that the one with the three letters to her name? Marjorie Taylor Greene, yeah. Oh, my God. When I saw her on that interview, um, I couldn't help but think this woman is clearly not mentally all there. And she's clearly not a person who's anything like our intelligent Mm -hmm. leaders we've had along through the years representing Americans. There are people who, they are so sharp. And they go up there and they really try for people. This woman seems like she's way much le- lower down the line. Well, she is, and and D- I, I know I hear you, and I got to get to some other callers here uh, before the top of the hour. But I, and I hear you, and you're talking about her, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene's interview on 60 Minutes uh, on on Sunday night that they gave her a platform. Uh, you know, the problem is not uh, crazy people in office; it's the fact that we keep electing them. We keep electing them because we are misinformed. We are misinformed because outfits like Fox News are willing to. To lie to Americans to the point that they're willing to call into talk shows and claim that Joe Biden has taken a billion dollars from China. Good Lord. Thanks, Dia. I appreciate I appreciate the call. You bet. You bet. Also, uh, by the way, it's not uh, just the misinformation. It's also the gerrymandering in places like uh, Georgia. If Republicans were uh, if they actually gave a damn about democracy, they wouldn't have to game the voting system the way they do, would they? All right. We have uh, time for another call or two before we get out. D in Altadena. Welcome to the broadcast. D. Hi. I'd like to uh, look. Uh, let you know that Cornell Law School has a U.S. Code title 18, Part 1, Chapter 115. 2383 says talks about rebellion or insurrection. Whoever mm-hmm. incites, sets foot, uh, assists or engage in any rebellion or insurrection against the authority of the United States or the laws thereof, mm-hmm. or gives aid or comfort thereto, mm-hmm. shall be fined under this title or imprisoned, yep. not more than 10 years or both and shall be incapable of holding any office under the United States. So let's blast that out. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we've been trying to do that. We've been trying to blast that out for years. That refers to the uh, U.S. Constitution's 14th Amendment, Section 3, 14.3. As a matter of fact, if you go to 14.3.org, you'll uh, see a campaign by our friends at freespeechforpeople.org. John Boniface uh, and, and Susan Greenhall, we've had them on the show, arguing exactly that, that Donald Trump himself is not even qualified to be on the ballot, or he should so rather he be disqualified. Forfeited. Yeah. So he's actually forfeited his ability to be on there, so why are you still, you know, why isn't this something that's more engaged in, you know, the public domain? So, you, and we are doing something about that. Working on it. They are uh, filing lawsuits <laughs> in various places to keep him off the ballot for that very reason, D. Uh, right. I hear you. Pu- yeah. Publicly, pu- you know, uh, publicized as well yep. in, you know, in uh, all media. That he just can't run. 
I hear you. Well, he can run, but he can't be put on the ballot. I hear you, D. Thanks. I, I'm with you. 100%. Uh, okay, let me get one more in before we go. Ron in West L.A. Hey, Ron, welcome to the broadcast, sir. Hey, Brad, this is you-know-who, Ron, okay? Ron! Hey, Ron. Thank you for calling. Uh, I, I, I couldn't help myself. I mean, you make turning on the radio worthwhile, all right? And as far as opinions on what should happen to Fat Boy, you don't want to hear it. I mean, I, the most gruesome things that could ever be done to a human being should be done to him and his minions. I mean, it, it, they have crapped all over the notion of what this country is supposed to be. And they should be held accountable as far as it can possibly go. Well, thank you, Ron, for calling in. Uh, Ron emails uh, me quite frequently, uh, I, and you can do the same. I'm bradcast at bradblog.com. Uh, so I want to thank you, A, for finally calling in, so I finally get to hear your voice, Ron. I also want to thank you, B, uh, for realizing that you're on FCC radio and not using the kind of language that you use in those emails. <laughs> and C... Great restraint. I can tell. I know. I believe me. I know. I've read your emails. I know. I, I appreciate it, Ron. Thank you for getting in right under the wire here as well. Good to hear from you, my friend. Stay well, brother. All right. We'll talk to you via email, I suspect, in the days ahead. Uh, I got to get out here. My thanks to our producer, Desi Doyen, to my board operator today, Wendell Handy, to all of my callers. And to all of you for spending a portion of your day or night with us. If you missed any portion of today's program or any other, you can download them all anytime for free at bradblog.com. I think tomorrow we're going to be joined for special coverage on uh, uh, Donald Trump's indictment and arraignment and arrest. Indictment day. Indictment day with uh, our friend uh, Digby and Driftglass. Yes. Special coverage. I hope you'll join me for that. Until then, drop me an email. I'm bradcast at bradblog.com. On the Facebooks, Twitters, and Mastodons, I am the Brad Blog. We will see you there until we see you here. Hopefully tomorrow, I'm Brad Friedman. Good luck, world. Listening to the Bradcast. We are 100% listener supported thanks to listeners like you who drop by bradblog.com/donate.